Welcome back to another episode of the Bearcat Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Meacham, former UC Bearcat basketball player from 1997 to 1999 under the legendary coach, Bob Huggins, and was fortunate enough to wear the iconic Brand Jordan unis during my time. Now, if you want to hit me up on social media, I'm on Twitter and Instagram, at Alex underscore Meacham. Facebook, Alex Meacham, all the different social medias you can find me on. The Bearcat Basketball Podcast is now presented by the Healthcare Management Group. Shout out to everyone at HCMG, and thank you for the support. We are live at Mio's in Clifton. Let's give a big shout out to Rich and Kelly for making this happen. And please make sure that you make Mio's part of your game day experience, pre and post football, basketball, whatever sport you attend. And also, if everyone here can give a shout out to our producers, my support staff, to Stu and Colin for helping make everything happen. So a round of applause for those guys. Now this is our third live podcast uh, so far and uh, been a huge success. Thanks to all those that have uh, come out. See a lot of returning faces and uh, we appreciate that. Keith Greger was our first guest, and Keith is back again. He loved it so much. Everybody give Keith Greger a round of applause, the Iron Horse. <laughs> uh, Deontay Vaughn was uh, here for the last game. Deontay was great, and one of the great things is these guys take time out of their day to do this, engage with the fans. Deontay walked around, took pictures with people, talked with people, and I, I really love to see that the fans get to have that experience. Now, we will be back here on Thursday for another live podcast, and we will announce our guest, our special guest, for Thursday, tomorrow. Trust me, you don't want to miss this one. It's going to be a really, really good one. So I'm excited to welcome in this former Bearcat walk-on and Cubcat great. He played from 2013 to 2017 under Mick Cronin. Let's welcome in Zach Tobler, AKA Tobler Time. How's everybody doing? I just hope I can live up to the last two guests. Oh, I'm, I'm sure you will. <laughs> now, 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 Tobes, one of the things that, that fans love is they love to hear what former players are doing now. So if you can kind of tell everybody what's going on. So right now I'm working, I'm actually uh, on campus over here every single day. Um, I work for a construction company called Skanska. Uh, so we're renovating the old college of business uh, into the new college of law. And I'll also be on the uh, new football locker room project as well. Oh, that's cool. So, so when's that expected to be finished? Um, it'll be finished for next football season. We're actually going to start demoing uh, probably right after their last game, hopefully December 4th, their last home game, I okay. should say. Um, we actually have some locker mock-ups coming tomorrow. So so, so what did you major in? Accounting. Accounting. And now I'm going into project management for a <laughs> construction company, so it's a little different. but You never know where <laughs> life takes you, right? Exactly. Um, one, one of the questions real quick, uh, so, but I, I do want to jump into a couple more things that you're doing right now. Uh, Rich asked this question. So, Rich, I need you to pay attention. Rich wants to know, how does it feel to have your own GIF <laughs> on Twitter? I mean, uh -uh. people post that 
all the time. How does that feel? I mean, it, it's it feels cool. I mean, it's really it's it's an interesting thing. I mean, I get people at work like sending it to me like all the time, <laughs> like ran, randomly. It's it's incredible. Uh, I mean, who would ever thought that I'd be just able to search on your internet? <laughs> that's that's funny. And we're gonna we're gonna jump into a couple more things with your your playing experience here at UC. Uh, also, tell everybody uh, what else is going on in your life. Are you married? I'm married. I just got married a month ago, a little yep. over a month ago. Zach just got <laughs> married. Give him a round of applause. How, wait a minute. You've been married how long? A uh, little over a month. A month and a couple days. Good. <laughs> month just, and a week. You're just starting that journey. Good, good luck. Now, um, when you played, your family was very, very visible at games, <laughs> meaning, I mean, they were at everything. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah. they would they would wait around after games. Your your I think your family did an amazing job of connecting with your teammates. You know, I would always hear about you know Darnell Wilkes or whoever it might be hanging out with you, guys going fishing, hunting, or whatever it might be. But your family did a great job engaging with the players. Oh yeah, I mean, it was it meant everything for them to be able to come and come to every game. I mean, they tried to make as many away games. I think it was as much, I think they got as much out of it, I think, as I did, you know, with them being able to travel and see stuff and follow us and everything. Uh, it was really cool. You know, we take we take some of the guys every summer. We'd go, we'd go fishing. We'd go fishing with Greg and Bob out there. Um, we'd go, uh, we'd take them shoot clay pigeons and stuff like that. Um, nice. We went, we went, we spent an entire day shooting clay pigeons down in Kentucky. And uh, Shaq Thomas hit one the entire time. <laughs> we, we'd go, we went down to our farm one time, and uh, Jamari Strickland, I don't know how many of you guys remember him, he, uh, he had never seen a cow before. A cow? Like a cow. Like there's, so, like when we're driving through Kentucky, and there's like cows, and there's like a milk cow and stuff like that. Never right. seen one before. Was he scared? He just didn't know what to think. He was like, I didn't even know those were like real. <laughs> They've never where, seen him before. Where was he from? Uh, he was from out in California. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, shout out to your family, your, your mom, Liz, and your dad, Matt, is in yeah. the house. We appreciate you being up. here. <laughs> um, how's your brother doing? He's doing good. He actually, uh, he interned for my company. He just graduated in the spring, interned for my company, and then got hired on full-time uh, this past August. So he's doing really well. Play, played lacrosse. Played yeah, he lacrosse. played Division Three lacrosse up at Otterbein in Columbus. Uh, he had a blast doing it. You know, we always love going up there and tailgating before his games and stuff like that. So oh yeah, awesome. he might he might lead the league in just different like facial hair and haircuts, right? <laughs> he yeah, he used to have hair all the way halfway down his back. He's actually had it cut for about the last year and a half, two years now. Mm. Um, but he had you know he had everything from like the double. The ponytail, to the braids, everything. <laughs> oh, he's he's a good kid, though, man. Right. Tell him I said hello. I will. Now, Zach, you grew up in Kentucky. Yep. Tell everybody what part of Kentucky. Northern Kentucky. So we grew up in uh, Fort Wright. So okay. just right across the river. So essentially Cincinnati. <laughs> okay. So so well, being in Kentucky, most people are UK fans. <laughs> How'd you end up a Bearcat fan? So my mom's whole side of the family is all UK fans, or most of them, 95% of them are all UK fans. My dad's whole side of the family is all UC fans. Okay, so the good I just, side. I, exactly. So I just naturally lean 
to my dad's side of the family. I don't know if that's the guy in me, you know, leaning him, but cool. Now, so, you know, you were a walk-on, and many people, like, like fans that watch the game and they see walk-ons, they get in at the last minute, maybe last 15 seconds of a game. What a lot of people don't know is that a lot of walk-ons actually can play. Like, <laughs> they're good players. Uh -huh. Correct me if I'm wrong, but one game in high school for Cubcat, you scored 36 points. Is that correct? That is correct. 36 and like 17 rebounds, something like that. I, uh, and I didn't play the whole fourth quarter. Wow. Um, so I, co I coach over at Covington Catholic over in Northern Kentucky now, and I, uh, I give, I give uh, our head coach, Scott Rusatz, like I'll give him shit every once in a while. Saying, you like, hey, I was like, why didn't you let me play and get the school record? Um, but That's pretty good. good. Time, 36 yeah. points. Now, yeah. that, those are Keith Greger numbers. <laughs> hey, Keith, what were, Keith, what were the, uh, the most points you scored in a game in high school? Was it 36? 31? 13? No, 31. <laughs> 31. Tober's got you beat. Tober's got you beat. So wait a minute, but here we go, Keith. Uh, what was your career high at UC? 18. 18. Uh, what was your career high? You got me beat. I had five, like three <laughs> times. <laughs> uh, good, good stuff. We're live here at Mio's with uh, Zach Tobler, and uh, this segment here is sponsored by the College of Arts and Sciences at the University of Cincinnati. They have a new flexible bachelor's degree that will allow you to graduate conveniently and affordably. So, overall, how was your career at, at Cubcath? Like, what, what type of player were you there? Uh, I play, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm a six, the, the high school 6'5 center, can't really jump that high, can't really run that fast. Um, so I did what I could with it. Um, we, we had a new, and I was going to talk about this in a little bit, um, with our new, co new coach coming, not new now, been there for 10 years or so now, but... Uh, he came in after my sophomore year, and I think really Coach really, Rusatz. Coach Rusatz, yeah, uh -huh. and he really changed, you know, how I thought about basketball and everything for the better. <laughs> so you think, as a result of him coming in and how you were playing, that lit the fire to want to go play college basketball and eventually walk on at oh, UC? Oh, definitely. I mean, you know, w without him, I, I don't think I would have, I, I wouldn't have had the career at Cuffcat that I did, and I don't think I would have, you know, ultimately been, ended up at UC like I did. And, and I think it's really cool that you are coaching at the high school you graduated from. Tell us a little bit real quick, how does Cuffcat look this year? Oh, we'll, we'll be good. I mean, we're preseason number two in the state yep um, we got a lot of returning really good players uh, Mitchell Riley actually just committed to Miami Ohio to play basketball so that's amazing amazing to see you know the effort these kids put in and then to get them get rewarded from it for sure now a former Bearcat player Keith Starks yep who played at UC his son plays for you at oh, Cupcat. Yeah. Chandler. Chandler, yeah. I mean, I love love Keith, love Leanne and their family. Absolutely. I mean, they're great, great, family. great, great people. I mean, they're at everything. I mean, they're they're Chandler's biggest fans. I mean, yeah. it's so awesome to see them coming to everything and really supporting him. And Chandler, he's a he's a beast, man. He's yeah, a little he undersized, kind of like I was, but man, he's got a motor and he just goes and he just he's one of those guys that just has 
you know, magnet hands to the ball. Like, yeah. you know, wherever he is, the ball just seems to find him and everything. And that would be awesome if he had the opportunity to play for the Bearcats one day. Oh, that'd be, ama- that'd be amazing. For like su- father, like son. For sure. No question. <laughs> so I want to jump into UC a little bit uh, with your career. How was your experience playing for Mick Cronin? I loved, I loved it. I loved the guy. He was, I mean, he was, it's funny because, like, you, a, lot of, a lot of people only see him um, at, you know, during games and stuff like that. But, uh-huh. like, if you, you know, you meet the guy outside, outside of it, I mean, he was always, like, the, funny, the funniest guy. He was always cracking jokes and everything. So, I mean, I love playing for him. That's good. So, so tell everybody some of the guys that you played with. Like, who were some of the best players? Who were some of your favorite teammates? So I'll, n- I'll never forget, like, the, I walked in, you know, to the locker room. My freshman year for the first time, and they're like, hey, here's your locker. And it's right between Sean Kilpatrick and Justin Jackson. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I loved that. I was like, I mean, it was, it was crazy growing up and, you know, watching those guys play throughout my high school career and everything, you know. And then going in and, you know, I'm sitting right, you know, right between them in the locker room. And, you know, it's, it's a surreal feeling. I mean, like, like when I played, playing with a guy like Kenyon Martin was, was such a privilege. I mean, you're playing with Sean Kilpatrick, who goes down as one of the greatest to oh, wear the red and black. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, number two scorer in the entire school. I mean, he'll, I think he'll have his... Uh, Jersey hanging up in the in the he, rafters there sometimes. He should. Sometimes. We need to I start hope. that petition. I will. Make I will. that happen. I, I'll start it on his behalf. I know he has a little bit, and he's been petitioning <laughs> for, for sure. I would. <laughs> but I can't blame him. <laughs> and, and Justin Jackson, who you mentioned earlier, I mean, you talk about, you know, one of the great characters in UC oh, basketball, the, the Justin Jackson mean face, the mean face T-shirts, how much energy he played with. And the one cool thing about Justin Jackson, I think, he really represented, I think, what Bearcat basketball is about because what he was as a player his freshman year and how he ended and left, the improvement, the, the improvement not only skill-wise but IQ-wise, I mean, he left as one of the big-time fan favorites and one of the better players to come through the university. Oh, definitely. I mean, you know, so my kids nowadays, I still I sh- I show, I show him playing. I show highlights of him to Chandler, to Mitchell, those guys that I'm coaching now, I show them, hey, right. this is a guy that you need to emulate. Absolutely. You need to play exactly like this guy, and the sky is the limit for you if you do it. Absolutely. Uh, Gary Clark. Yeah, Gary, Gary Troy Copain. Um, he was not able to make it, but his mom actually made it out to uh, my wedding and everything. So oh, she came nice. down and everything. It was amazing to see her. She's awesome. She's the great. Uh, oh. She is so funny. The best. Uh, Kevin Johnson. Yeah. Um, Coriante DeBerry. Farad was, was my, Farad Cobb was yep. my roommate for a couple years on road trips and everything. So that's awesome. Oh yeah. Yeah. You, you had during your career that there was, that was a sweet spot of, of, of UC basketball mm-hmm. during the Cronin era. Like, oh yeah. Some really good players that engage with fans. And oh, yeah. That was, a, that was a good time. Big East. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. My freshman year was the, uh, the, the first year out of the Big East. I remember the, uh, we played, um, who was it, SMU, our first game um, in fifth third uh, to start the, the AAC, you know, brand and everything. So it was interesting to bring all that in and now short time later going to the big 12 and everything so i'm excited what do you think about that rolling to oh, the big 12 love it well i mean just the, 
the basketball conference, I mean, not even football, I'm putting football aside, the basketball conference being in the Big 12, getting Kansas to come here, Baylor, Iowa State, some Big of these things, like, I'm, you know, it's Wes Miller says, I'm fired up for it, man. <laughs> I can't wait. And I, I don't want to get your opinion on this, but I think the Bearcats basketball going to the Big 12 is just as beneficial than it is for the football team because I see the basketball recruiting going to the next level. Oh, agree, agreed entirely. I mean, you know, there's only there's only so many good high-level basketball players a year, and there's right. just as there's more teams there's more teams in basketball than there is in in football. Um, so just to be able to crack into some of those higher-level players, I mean, I think it almost I think it almost helps out the basketball program more than the football that's program. Right, that's, I, mean, I agree. That's totally, I'm totally with you. Uh, let's, let's take a trip down memory lane a little bit. <laughs> so uh, give the Bearcat fans your best memory being part of the Bearcat basketball program. My best memory. Uh, I'm, I remember when we... Uh, when we won the uh, we won the regular season conference championship, beating uh, we beat Rutgers my freshman year at Rutgers, and we were just cel celebrating in the locker room. I mean, that was an amazing memory. Being able to play in the NCAA tournament all four years. I mean, obviously the results weren't what we wanted, but being right. able to experience all of that and everything that comes with it was just more than I could ever ask for, and. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not a rah-rah me guy or, you know, but being able to start on senior night and scoring that first basket and everything, I mean, it's memories that I'll have for a lifetime. Yeah, for sure. And I, I do want to, I'm going to shortly get into uh, senior night, talk a little bit about <laughs> that. Um, would you, okay, so would you, what would you say your best memory in a game playing in was? Game. Would that be? Probably that. Um, senior night? Yeah, I would think so. Just because it was almost, it was unexpected. I didn't, you know, I went in and I wasn't like, I wasn't expecting to start. Like, I was fine with if I, if I wouldn't have. I mean, we were playing Houston, who was just, that was one of Kelvin Sampson's first couple years there. Yep. Um, so they were just starting to get better. Um, so I wasn't really expecting to start at all. And I didn't even know till. We went in the locker room with like uh, 10 minutes to go. We went right after the national anthem or right before. And uh, Coach Cronin was like, all right. He's like, we're, you know, the team getting ready to draw up first play and stuff like that. And he said, hey, Zach, you're going to be here. And you get, you know, Troy's going to throw it into you. You're going to get a layup here. Let's go. <laughs> and then we went out and everything. I'm like, I'm like trying to still take it all in. I'm like, what, just, what did he just say? Like, am I actually doing this? So, uh, that's, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. That's got to be great. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, give us your best Mick Cronin story. Oh, man. I know you, you probably have a lot of <laughs> Mick Cronin stories, but give, give us your best Mick Cronin story. Um, boy, that's a, that's a tough one. There's a lot of them. Um, there's, there's actually one. There's a picture, and I think it's from my freshman year. It's either freshman or sophomore year. It might be my sophomore year. And we're up at UConn playing at the XL Center, and he comes down and he's just screaming at, at um, I think it was Shaq Thomas sitting right next to me. And this, was, this was during the game. Yeah, this was during the game. Okay. And there's like a picture after, and you can just see my face, and I'm like, 
I'm like looking like just like completely like what is happening? Like it looks like he's yelling at me and everything. Um, that's but. funny. So what what was that like? Let me ask you this question because you know how tall are you? Uh, six five basically. Okay, so you got you who's six five, you know Gary Clark, Shaq. Like you got all these guys who are tall, and you've got Mick. <laughs> who's, how tall would you say Mick is? Five six, seven maybe. Five seven. Yeah. And he's looking up, yelling at these <laughs> monstrous guys. Right. Like, did you have to get adjusted to that? Oh yeah. I mean, it's definitely hilarious. Like, it's just the whole dynamic of it is funny. I mean, it's the it's the same way with uh, West now. I mean, he's not the, yeah, he's the not. tallest of guys ever. Um, it's just funny, you know, with him being you know so short and everything and. The guys he's obviously coaching and everything are the complete opposite because most people that are that short don't really play basketball. No, for sure. But. We're live at Mio's in Clifton with Zach Tobler. Now, you mentioned before the NCAA tournament, your senior year, correct me if I'm wrong, you guys played UCLA. Was that your senior year? Yes. Senior, yep. you played UCLA. That was Alonzo Ball. That team. was Alonzo Ball. Mm -hmm. How was that game? Those some high-level guys. TJ oh, Leaf. Yeah, the Leaf guy, uh, the Thomas Welsh, who's real tall. One of the one of the Holiday brothers was on it. One of the Holiday triplets. Loaded. Oh, they were stacked. And then um, what's the coach's name? Son was on it. Who's like second all time in UCLA history for three pointers. Um, yeah, they were. That was a stacked team. How, how, how was how was that experience? I mean, playing this is your last year playing an NCAA tournament, and you're you're playing arguably at, at that time in that tournament, one of the more high-profile teams in Lonzo Ball. Like yeah. all eyes were on him because of obviously Levar Ball. Oh yeah, with him, I mean, you know, he's the consummate one and one and done guy. Um, he had been the talk the talk of the you know the talk of the country and everything pretty much the whole year more not maybe not much is because of his play because of his old man but uh, <laughs> you know just going into that we had played Kansas State right before and we were pretty much winning the whole time you know we beat them we were ready to get to UCLA we were right. ready to move on we knew we were going to beat Kansas State so we went through beat them and then we got to the UCLA team and I mean, we played we played them perfectly and everything. They just in the second half there with ten minutes or so left, they went on a little little you know nine zero run or ten zero run or whatever it was, and you know couldn't recover from it. But I'm proud of how they did it, and uh, you know. Now, when you when you saw Lonzo Ball that game. Did you think he would be a good pro? Because obviously he struggled a little bit with the Lakers, but now with Chicago, he's playing yeah. very well. He, Chicago's playing well. He, he is, and you know, I always thought he'd be good because his high, his IQ level was really high. Right. He was always making the right play. He's six six. He's yeah. a really good athlete, and being being that athletic and having that high of an IQ, I mean, you always knew he was going to be good. It's just depending on when he would, you know, sure. he, he, fixed, he fixed his shot a bit. Um, it's not as bad as it was. Oh, he it's, fixed it a lot. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah I agree. It looks a lot better than what it did um, when he was at UCLA. It, it doesn't have as much of the Jared Cumber, Cumberland side yeah. shot, whatever that thing was. And, he, and you got to fix that at that level. Oh, you have to. The Bearcat Basketball Podcast is now presented by the Healthcare Management Group. Shout out to everyone at HCMG. Now, uh, quickly, do you still talk with uh, Mick Cronin? 
Yeah, I actually, he actually, uh, he texted me on my wedding wedding day and said, "Hey, congrats, man! I'm happy for you." Um, oh, cool. Sent me a whole big text and everything. I I had invited him, but they had just started. I think their first day of official practices was that that day. So I invited him and I, and uh, Coach Savino. I had texted both of them, and uh, they weren't able to make it because of practice. But you yeah. Know, so, yeah, you, yeah. Got, you should have planned that out a little better. You got to know when know, basketball I know, starts. I know. It's just we, on, we, try, we tried to push it out because of uh, COVID and oh, everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but it just happened to work out as those dates and everything. But so, what did you think about the run that UCLA had when when uh, last year with Mick as the coach? Oh, I couldn't have been happier for him. How it worked out and everything. Me and my dad actually went up to uh, the. Elite Eight game against Michigan in um, Indy. Yeah, in Indy, yeah. we went up and saw that one, um, and then we watched. We obviously watched the the heartbreaker to Gonzaga. Um, oh, that was an I amazing just, game. I just I just felt like I was back in a Bearcat uniform when that happened. <laughs> as like, bad as I, it's something I'm like, bad can like, happen. That's the only. I was like, that's the way he would lose. Unfortunately, yeah. uh, but um, speaking of that, um, I, I do want to bring this up. Because we're not too far away from the Crosstown shootout. We're a couple weeks. <laughs> now, you were 0-3 against Xavier mm -hmm. until your senior year. Yep. And you finally beat Xavier. Mm -hmm. What is the intensity like for a Crosstown shootout game? It, it, talk to Let these fans know what it's like with a Crosstown shootout game. Oh, I mean, it's next level. Like, you want to you wanna fight like them, like, every possession. Like, it's, it doesn't even feel like a basketball game. It feels like, like a UFC match or <laughs> right. something. Like, you just want to just beat them every single play, every single possession. Um, I forget. Didn't, didn't Hugs just have a good comment on it uh, the other day? He said – I forget what he said, but he said something good. I think about it. About um, the shootout? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's, I mean, it's unreal, man. It's like, it's unlike any other atmosphere for a game than I've ever been in. Yeah. It, it is intense. Um, obviously, it's so intense they had a big fight <laughs> when, it, when it went I down. I remember watching that, on, watching that on TV, man. I just oh. remember uh, Gates just slugging a uh, freeze right in the face, man. Oh. That, that, was, that, was a, that was a wild, <laughs> wild moment to shoot out. That was insane. So let's, let's take the rest of the time now to talk about this current UC basketball team. Uh, first off, have you had a chance to sit down or just meet and talk with Wes Miller? Um, I haven't had a chance to sit down and talk with him, but I've talked to him. I've had numerous phone calls with him and everything where we've talked for 20, 30 minutes at a time. Good. Um, and everything. Uh, been to a couple practices. Um, it's mostly over the, over the summer, so some summer workouts and everything, and had a chance to chat with him a little bit after, after those and everything. Man, I, I love the guy and everything he's doing so far. I mean, I don't think they could have picked. I mean, they, he, they did a really good job picking him. You know, I think he's going to do really well here. Absolutely. I mean, you just said he called you. He's called you and mm -hmm. talked to you. I mean, he has done an amazing job engaging former players. you agree? Oh, agreed. I mean, I think it was the day after he got hired, he had that Zoom call with as many of the former players as they could have on his way up to Indy to try to uh, recruit back Mike Saunders yeah. um, and everything. So, I mean, I think just – 
putting that foot forward so far and then everything since. I mean, I, don't, I think he's done an impressive job with all that. No, um, no question. So, okay, so Wes Miller gets the job, and I think every Bearcat fan wanted to see what type of brand of basketball <laughs> was this team going to play. Were we going to get back to intense Bearcat defense? You know, what style were we going to see? What, what's your impression so far of Wes Miller's team? I love it. I mean, it, remind, it reminds you of the uh, Bob Huggins teams, the Mick Cronin teams, where they're just so intense. They're, every kid that comes out on the court is just playing so hard, and none of them care. Like, it just watching the two games so far, it just doesn't seem like any of them care who's hey, – if one guy scores eight points and another guy has four assists or this guy has a couple rebounds or, you know, it just seems like they're all playing, like, just so together. Oh, it's so great to see. And, and case in point, I mean, think about this. He's playing 10 or 11 guys right now. Yeah. And I know it's early. You want to see what guys can do. But you've got guys like A.J. McGinnis and uh, a, lot of the, a lot of the big guys, Abdul, Odie, uh, Jared Hensley, uh, even Mason Madness, probably aren't playing the amount of minutes they would like. Mm -hmm. at, but you can see everybody's kind of buying in. It's like this is part of the process. We're right. not – bitching and complaining yeah. about this this is part of a team and I think I mean I think uh, I think this year that's going to be part of the UC Bearcats identity is just going to be I think they're gonna play a lot of guys I think they're gonna play nine ten guys a game and then Wes is just because they don't have that one guy they don't have a Sean Kilpatrick on the team I, they don't I agree they don't have a Kenyon Martin on the team so they're gonna need to do it by committee so I think he's going to play as many guys as he feels comfortable playing and then just ride the hot hand, whoever's feeling it. If it's Mason, he came in and banged a couple straight threes uh, the first game. Um, you know, Victor Lockins coming in balled a couple the time, the playing time he's got. So I think it's really going to be by committee and then who ends up playing. I think you'll see a lot of box scores where it's 10 points, 9 points, 8 points, 7 points, 7 points, 6, like just – I don't think you're going to have a lot of the one ball dominant guy. I think it's really going to truly be a team game for this team. I agree with you. And you said something I think is great by committee. And I think you're going to see different guys step up. If there's one guy I'd probably say would be the go-to guy, that would be Jeremiah Davenport. Agreed. Right? Agreed. So what are, your, what are your thoughts on the hometown hero, Jeremiah oh, Davenport? love it. I mean, you can't beat it. You know, every time – when they're doing announcing, announcing the players and stuff, you know, everyone gets a great ovation. But then once JD comes in, that hometown guy, you know, everyone loves him around here. He yep. just, his ovation just gets taken to the next level. Like, it's just so awesome to see. No question. So, one player you mentioned I want to talk about. I think this, this guy is so intriguing to <laughs> Bearcat fans. And that's Victor Locken because, <laughs> you know, last year he didn't play. Right. And I believe Coach Brandon said when he recruited him, like, this kid can flat out play. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of stuck in people's minds. So when Victor finally, I think, you know, got that opportunity against Georgia, he took advantage of it. Mm -hmm. I, I thought he played very well and showed glimpses 
of not only what he's going to do this year, but his potential in the future. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the sky's the limit for him, man. He's, what, 6'10", 6'11", super long. He can move can. his feet really well. I mean, they got him playing the four. Yeah. And he can move his feet. He can stay in front of people. He's not the quickest guy ever, but he can do it, and he can do it effectively. He can rebound. He blocks shots. He can shoot. He's got great touch around the rim. And, you know, I mean, he's from Russia, so you know he's going to be tough. Yeah. So you know he's going to be that Bearcat tough. So I think the sky's the limit in this program for him, and he's only going to get better. And he had the, he had a tip dunk. Yeah, tip dunk. He's always going. Shocked me. There was a couple times. There was another one. I don't know. I don't remember who laid it in, but he's he's jumping up, and his both his hands are right here around the rim, just waiting for it to come off so he can dunk it right back. I mean, he's all Impressive. over relentless. Let's talk about one thing I found interesting with, with uh, Wes Miller so far is at times he's playing two bigs mm -hmm. at the same time. And I don't know that we saw that a lot last year, but I, I've just found it interesting because, you know, the way the game's played now, it's so fast. Everybody's shooting threes. A lot of teams are going four out, one in. And he's running two bigs, Yeah, you know, at the same time. And it's it's been effective I think from a defensive standpoint, as we watch rim protection. Oh, definitely. I mean, they're blocking shots left and right. Right. I mean, you know, you can't, you can't, you can't teach height. You can't teach length. Right. So when you got these guys that can come in, a Hayden Coval who can come in, he can move his feet a little bit, he can get in defensive position, he can shoot threes too offensively. So yeah. you're not, you're not just putting some big stiff in right. just to sit there under the paint. And it's not like you're running a Syracuse 2-3 zone where you got a guy down there just standing there. Like, these guys are reacting. They're having to play pick and rolls and everything. So I think, you know, having being able to have those guys, and, you you know, you'll have the small ball lineups and everything, but being able to play two guys 6'11 or taller at the same time, I mean, that's the stuff that, like, if you look at Kentucky's, much as I don't like to say it, if you look at Kentucky's defensive numbers, it's because yeah. Cal's running out these dudes that are, like, 6'11, 7'0, 6'10, like, of these lineups, and they just have so much length. It's yep. just it's really hard to play against. Um, so I think that's... And like you said, I mean, Hayden Cobal had a three-pointer, a right. crucial three-pointer. Right. That, the, you know, with three minutes, three, a couple minutes, two minutes left at the last game. Like, and that's coming from your, your backup seven-foot center. <laughs> right, like, right. You know, so I, teams can't really game plan for that. So once they start having, you know, once they start shading, hey, this guy can shoot a little bit, then they have to come out and guard him a little more, and it's just going to open everything, everything else up. up for the offense. I mean, I think their offense will be better as the season goes on because people start to start having a game plan. Like, who do you game plan for on this team? Because you never know who's going to step up at any time. Yep. Let's talk about – I want to talk about – that. we talk about bigs. I want to talk about point guard play. Uh, one guy I want to point out who I don't think gets enough attention – and he's not talked about a lot, and that's Micah Adams-Woods. He's averaging the most minutes per game, and he just does so many little things that are effective. It's so hard to take him out of the basketball game. Right. He's so consistent. I mean, for, yes. for his height, like, he's not the most heralded player, but he's 6'3". He's got really good length defensively, so he gets deflections. He gets steals. He gets all that stuff. He doesn't turn the ball over. He's, he can handle the ball a little bit. He's got a really good shot from three and everything. 
So, I mean, I think he's, I think he's, just, so, he's just so consistent. It's hard for Wes to not play him. I mean, that's why Brandon started him as a freshman and everything because yeah. he's just so consistent with everything he does. I'm, I think he's one of those guys that I think he needs to be a little more selfish. He's almost too passive. Yeah, I agree. I would love I for agree. him to take so many more shots. I agree. And, and at time, I mean, obviously his minutes and production show, I think he's one of the most valuable guys oh, on the Oh, he's court. the guy. I mean, you looked at it just at the end of the Georgia game. You know, we had a couple guys missing free throws. And he, you, you give it to Micah. He bangs them both. Like, I mean, he's money. And you need that from your guard. Um, another guy I want to talk about, David DeJulius. When we talk about guard play, here's a guy with experience. He's been there. He's seen the big game. When the popcorn's popping, the lights are on, the scoreboard's plugged in, David's been there. Oh. He's strong. He's got a good basketball IQ. How, how important is he for this basketball team to make a long run? Oh, he's, he, he's that one piece that I think needs to play really well. He's the one guy that can create, he can really create his own shot, mm. can get it off. He's had a lot of open shots just from him creating and everything. They haven't fallen yet this year, but they're good. He's doing the right thing, so they will start falling and everything. I mean, he's, he's one of those guys that he's just so patient when he's coming off screens. Like, it reminds me of, like, Le'Veon Bell when he played for the Steelers. Like, <laughs> right. Seriously though, like when you when you saw him, he'd sit behind that line and he'd wait, he'd wait, he'd see that hole and he'd hit yep. it. Yep. And I just watched DDJ playing that same way. Is when he comes off that screen, he's pounding. He's not just flying a million miles an hour and just going. He's taking his time, sees that crease, and then he goes. You know, this shot's not falling right now, but I have full belief that it will. Now you always need that spark off the bench and the guy right now that's a spark for the Bearcats off the bench is Mike Saunders Jr. And Mikey comes in and especially defensively he comes in the game and he's heating it up. Elite. He's got elite speed. Like that's one of the fastest dudes yeah. like I've seen just with the ball in their hand. And the hair like, and the hair is oh, going. The hair is flying everywhere. I love it. I mean he's just he's so quick. And his hands are so strong. Like, he's so good with it that he stays in front. It just is so frustrating for the other team's guard because he's just always in your grill, always up in your shit. And he's just relentless out there. And I think that helps with the, you know, their approach of him playing, you know, West playing, you know, nine, ten people, that he can go out there and he can play his hardest for four or five minutes at a time. Yep. And then he'll go sit down, he'll get his break, and he'll come back in, and he's refreshed, ready to go. And what, and what is, that speaks about how high of a character kid he is to know that he probably could start right. and is willing to come off the bench. Right. But – play his heart out when he oh, gets yeah. in that game oh yeah I mean, that's high character uh, right. oh definitely definitely and that's those are the teams that are successful when you have team first guys like that that say hey you know i could be i could be starting at so many other schools or whatever getting all this playing time getting all the shots and everything um but he's here and he wants to be a bearcat and he's he's embracing his role to the fullest and it's great to see absolutely we're live at mio's in clifton with Zach Tobler, a.k.a. Tobler time. Uh, I do want to talk about Mason Madsen. Um, he comes in the game, and, and Mason fires that ball up. Like, he is not shy. But, <laughs> but I, t I tell you what I like about that. Yeah. 
he's not shy because his confidence oh, comes from roof. preparation mm -hmm. and, and he works at his game, puts up 20,000 shots in the offseason. Oh, yeah. So when he goes and he fires that ball up, it's, it's from a high level of confidence. Because he knows, he knows it's going to go in. He believes yeah. every time he shoots it. Hey, shout out to number 45, my guy Mace, though. Oh, that's right. He He's wearing 45. Represent, yeah. So, okay, wait, wait. Yeah. Did he contact you he and did. say, hey, he can I wear 45? He did not. He did not. But uh, hey, it's, see. It's, all, it's all good. He's, he's carrying on the, the 45 towards well. I, I don't know. I don't know who can get a shot up quicker in a game, when I get in or when he does. I don't, I, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, you know what we need to do after the game tonight? we got to make sure that you two meet, and okay. we got to make sure it's the passing of the torch yeah. 45 to 45, right? I love it. But, no, he, I mean, he plays so well. He's, I mean, uh, believe it or not, you know, he's one of the most athletic guys on the team. I think he has the highest vertical on the team. He does. I saw that. Oh, yeah, like 45 inches. Like, that's crazy bounce. So, crazy. he's not just, like, a shooter. Like, he's got – he's a good athletic kid. So, I think – I mean, I think he can do really well. Uh, now, two other kids real quickly. Uh, Jared Hensley um, against Georgia. He played about three minutes. Um, and, and, and this is a kid I think that we may not see him – get the amount of minutes as some of the other starters. Uh, he'll have a role with this mm -hmm. team, but I'm telling you, sky's the limit for this kid. He's got great size, yeah. can shoot the basketball, do so many things. So with that being said, like when, when you played, watching a guy come in and develop, we talked about Justin Jackson, mm -hmm. and Justin Jackson develops and Trey Scott Trey Scott developed into one of Gary Clark, one of the legendary Bearcat players. I think Jared will do the same thing, but it's so important to stay patient, stay right. humble, and stay hungry. Right. Yeah, I mean, he's one of those kids. He has, he has all the talent in the world. He's 6'8", six, 6'9", six, crazy athletic. I mean, he's got a good shot. He's talented. I mean, he's really highly ranked. He's the top 125 kid. Yeah. Um, He's one of those guys that's like he, he hasn't quite figured it out yet, um, but he will. I think he will. I believe he will one of these days. It might not be this year, uh, might not be next year, but he'll he'll figure it out eventually. And I and I think Wes sees the same thing, or else he wouldn't have brought him over here. With no him. question. And when he figures it out, watch out. Right. Another guy who the Bearcats uh, fans have not really had a chance to see who can absolutely sh – I think he's one of the best shooters on the team, and that's A.J. McGinnis. Oh, I mean, you just saw it in the, who, the, the first game Evansville of the game. year against Evansville. I mean, he shot that one like three or four feet behind the line. With Bang. confidence. Straight up, nothing but confidence. Like, I mean, it's, it's just so good to see for him. Didn't get to play the whole game or didn't get to play most of the game. And just to be able to come in at the end and just really shoot the ball with that much confidence and everything. I think – I know he's another guy – just like uh, Jared Hensley, who the talent is obviously there. He's got good size. He's got good athleticism, and he's really talented. He can really shoot the leather off the Absolutely. ball. Absolutely. It's just once he figures it all out, it, it's just time will tell. And it's amazing to me the buy-in from these guys. You know, A.J. doesn't play at all versus Georgia. After the game, he's in the arena till late mm -hmm. shooting. Oh, yeah. He's there shooting. I ended up sending a message to AJ the next day saying, hey, listen, I've watched you in practice. I know you can play. Your time's coming. 
And he says, man, I'm not worried. He says, I'm going to work my butt off. My opportunity will be there. But I, I'm getting that sense from all these guys that there's a huge buy-in. And that goes back to Wes Miller and his staff. Now, I know Wes is getting a lot of credit right now, but he's got a great staff that's getting right. these kids to buy in. Oh, I know. And that's, that's the thing, like you said. Like, he's after the game, he didn't play at all. What's he doing? He's in the gym. He's shooting. He's getting better because he knows that he has to get better to play in these games. He's not. He could be. He could be blaming the coaches. He could be blaming other people. I mean, you know, who knows? There's a million excuses. He could have a million and one excuses, but he doesn't. And that's the thing that you know just proves that he will get it one of these days, whether it shows up, you know, today, tomorrow, in a year from now. Right. Um, but it'll happen at some point. And I, and I think the difference between being you know good and great is the amount of you know time that you put into your craft. Mm-hmm. And when I used to play with a guy named Dewan Baker, and Dewan was our captain, along with Kenyon, Dewan Baker was one of the great, great leaders. And he, he played a ton of minutes, but I think one of the coolest things that he did that I actually ended up stealing his, his concept. So if you look at a 40-minute game, if he only played, let's say he played 27 minutes. Well, after the game was over, He'd go down and do cardio for the, other. the equivalent of what the rest of the game would be. Right. So a full game. He would do that every – so, of course, I didn't play very much. <laughs> so you're doing 40 minutes. <laughs> I, I started doing yeah. it. I started yeah, doing no, the elliptical great... and the treadmill to the equivalent of mm-hmm. a game. It was infectious. Yeah. And you, you need guys. Oh, definitely. I mean, there's nothing better than just having a – you know, as a coach and seeing that, like, you know who your guys are. You know who your great leaders are and everything, and there, there's no team in the country or in the world that says, "Nah, I don't, I don't want that." Even if, <laughs> right, even if he's right. not the best player, and it's never your, it's not always your best player. But there's no coach that will ever say, "Nah, that guy works too hard, man. I don't want him." <laughs> right, well, he works too hard. I don't want him. Uh, <laughs> that's good stuff. Uh, one of the guys on the Bearcat staff, you know, went to Cubcat. Yep, Jake. Thielen. Yep. Uh, Jake Thielen was at Georgia. Mm-hmm. Prior to this, he made a couple, couple stops in the college uh, coaching world, and it's great to see uh, Jake end up coming back home, working for the Bearcats. Um, and he was definitely like yourself, a great player at Cubcat. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, he's one of the one of the best players in Covington Catholic history. Went on to play down in, at Bellarmine, had a great career down at Bellarmine. I remember actually playing against him. Um, I think it was my freshman year, we played an exhibition game against Bellarmine. That's right. Oh, and he had like 20 because he's just one of those that's guys right. just behind the head the whole time, layup, finishing layup, layup, doing nothing but just catching dump-off passes for layups and everything. But he was always in the right position. Like yeah. he, knew the, he wasn't ever the greatest athlete or anything. But he just knew the game. He was so cerebral. He was always in the right place, always doing the right thing, making the right play. I mean, kind of like uh, Drew McDonald was at yeah, NKU. Yeah, same, same thing. I remember, I remember playing against Drew in high school and everything. He was a couple grades below me, um, but did the same thing for uh, Coach Brandon over at NKU. And he just he was he was about six eight, but he wasn't. Wasn't the most athletic kid. He had a decent body on him, but he just worked himself into great shape. Yep. At NKU and everything, and he's just really smart. Really knew the game and was always making the right play. Absolutely. Uh, well, Kelly 
apparently has a question okay. for you. It's for Zach, right? It's for Zach. Okay. All right, Mr. Tobler. <laughs> and all of your years of playing here, did you come to Mio's Clifton? Oh, I used to live next door. I came here all the time. Seriously. Did you drink beer here? Yes, I did. Yeah! <laughs> and, and Kelly, he is our first guest so far that has had a beer Ooh. on the podcast. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> She's so proud of How you. How can I say no to a good Bud Light? I mean, Thank you, Kelly. There's nothing better. <laughs> um, now, I, I do want to jump back to the staff real quick. Uh, you've got Dermar Johnson and Kyle Washington mm -hmm. on the staff. How cool is that, that we have some former Bearcats on the coaching staff? Oh, I love it. I mean, uh, having former players that have represented the school in any capacity, whether they were a walk-on, whether they were as good of players as Dermar and Kyle were, um, I think it's invaluable to have that. I mean, I see it now, you know, with me coaching back at Cuffcath, having a former player there and everything. They can just talk to – I think they can talk to the guys out there in just a way that maybe, you know, a staff that had no connections to the school really could. Yeah. And I think it helps to bring in that camaraderie from all the other former players and everything to really buy into that staff and everything. So I think – I mean, I think it's invaluable to have those guys around. Now, you're, you're going to the game tonight. What are you looking for tonight? What do you hope to see from the Bearcats? Just to keep that same energy, and maybe not tonight, but just so when, when our coach now at Cuffcath came in, Scott Rusatz, my junior year, we weren't the best team. We finished about 17 and 14. But we progressively got better as the like you could tell how much better we were as a team from our first game mm -hmm. to our last games and everything. So oh, maybe not necessarily tonight, but over the course of the season, are they making those same mistakes that they were at the beginning of the year? Are they getting better as a team? You know, how are they how are they performing now? Well, you know, once a little more pressure starts coming on and everything, um, I think that'll really tell. You know, and then the following year. Um, at my high school, we ended up going like 27 and seven. And then the year after, they ended up winning the state championship. So, yep. maybe not winning the you know national championship in two years. I mean, I'd be amazing. That'd be but, nice. That'd be amazing. <laughs> but um, just as seeing that progress, at, you know, if they're the same team at the end of the year as they were against Evansville last week, then that's a problem. Absolutely. But if they keep making that progress and they keep gaining that uh, just experience and everything, I think that's the biggest key for the West Miller era. So they play Alabama A&M tonight. And when, whenever you look at a schedule, when you <laughs> see a team like Alabama A&M, you know, as a player – you know, you know, sometimes you don't get up for those games, mm -hmm. you know, and you've got to make sure your coach, you know, keeps you engaged in saying, hey, they, they almost sometimes they, they make these teams seem better than what they are. Oh, yeah. So you don't go in overconfident. Right. It's the, it's the old, you know, if you listen to Bill Belichick, I'm a big Patriots fan, so I listen to all Bill Belichick's press conferences. And oh, wait a minute. You listen to Bill Belichick's press conferences? Yeah. So, like. I fall asleep doing so, those. <laughs> so. No matter how good or bad that team they're playing next week, you would think that they're going to play the Super Bowl. You yeah. think they're like you'd think they're the best team in the league. You think For they're sure. the best players in the league. Um, you know, Mick always did that, and his staff always did that. When we're watching film down at the hotel the night before the game and everything, you know, we thought we were playing the Lakers the every, every <laughs> right, game. Right. Um, there was a couple times. 
maybe twice when that team was so bad that we were playing the next day. They were like, all right, well, you know, we just have to play our game because this team is really, like, not good. But 99% of the time, no matter what team we were playing, you know, we thought they, we were going in thinking it was the Golden State Warriors that right. talked them up so much. Like, we were playing a kid, and you know, think he's Steph Curry out there, but then you end up and playing that's smart. And we win by 50. So I got, I got to tell you a story. So when I played Bob, Bob Huggins, like you said, when we would face the opposing team's best player, he would make them seem, like you're talking about, like the number one player in the country. Oh, yeah. So I'll never forget this. The first part of our schedule, I mean, we're shutting down the opposing team's best player left and right. So it got to a point where we're getting in walkthroughs, and players are like, Hugs, you said this other guy was that good, but we shut him down. And so we're getting ready to play a big game, and Hugs is hyping up a player. <laughs> and we've shut down Lamar Odom, Katino Mobley, who all were pros, held, held um, I think Lamar Odom to a season low that year, like eight points or whatever the case was, shutting everybody down. Hugs is hyping up this kid and said, you better be ready. And we're all like, oh, we're going to shut him down. <laughs> That game, Dwayne Wade dropped 36. Oh, Still to this day, I think Dwayne Wade scored more points against us in the shoe than yeah. ever. Oh, I, be I believe. I mean, and obviously, he ended up having the career oh, he did. But one of the best I've ever <laughs> seen in person. Just oh yeah, so good. Oh no kidding. He's so so athletic. Just it's oh man. No Can question. Always say good enough things. Now, when you play a team like Alabama A&M. We hope that the Bearcats are up by 20, and <laughs> that means that. the walk-ons could be getting in. <laughs> All right, you know that feeling. Oh, love oh that. and by the way, today is walk-on Sam Martin's birthday. Oh, is it? Hey, happy birthday, Sam. I know you won't hear it, but I'll <laughs> say it to you later. <laughs> so I, t I text Sam, and I said, Sam, we need a birthday bucket. <laughs> we need a birthday bucket hey, tonight. Nothing Coach, would be better. Nothing, nothing would be, be better. better. Coach Miller better be drawing up a set. Yeah. For Sam to score. Yeah. So what was that feeling like? I know, but I would like for you to articulate this to everyone here. What's that like? You know, the Bearcats are getting up by 20. You're sitting there. You've been sitting there for 30-plus minutes, <laughs> <laughs> and you've got to go in, and the crowd wants you to shoot it every damn time you touch so, the ball. So rewind it a little bit. On my Going into my senior year, we had our uh, red and black scrimmage. Uh, in fifth third and it was my birthday that day and because of a couple injuries I ended up playing the entire time and I hit like two or three threes but so that was a little birthday nice. magic I guess I nice. had but it's too bad it's only a scrimmage but to go back to your point you know going you know going in at the end when you know I've been sitting there I shouldn't say sitting I tried to stand as much as I could <laughs> keep, <laughs> keep the legs warm a little bit <laughs> I do a little fake calisthenics on the side, be like, yeah, right, right, turn, right, you know, right. Don't stretching my back out at the same time. Yeah, don't let them see oh. it. But uh, it was such a good feel, you know, going in and you know everyone being hyped up for you to be in, and uh, you know I tried to just let it fly every time I every time I could. <laughs> so Bearcat fans, how many people remember when Zach Tobler? would go to check in and on the video screen a video would pop up 
and it would say Tobler time, <laughs> and it would have the clock. I, I th- and, you, and you had a hashtag. Yeah. Like, when I played, I don't even, we didn't have Twitter. Yeah. So, I mean, you had your own hashtag, Tobler time. I mean, how cool was that for you and for your, your family? Well, well, it was so funny, and uh, I remember the guy that was coming up with it and everything, and he... Uh, he was like, hey, he was like, you care if we, you know, we play this video? He's like, I got this great idea and everything. I was like, go. I was like, sure, go ahead, do it. And he, uh, so he played it that first game, and I didn't even realize it, but I think my mom or somebody got a video of it, and it was just the funniest thing. Like, I wish they had all the NIL deals and stuff back when, oh, I, back when I could do it, and I could, you know, market it a little bit. Uh, oh, for sure. <laughs> made a little bit of money or something off of it. You would have um, got a good but, deal, man. <laughs> oh, I know, no kidding. But it was, it was just so funny to see all that stuff. Uh, well, I got, I got a funny story. So the first time that you get in and they play that video, Tobler time, your dad, Matt, is here. Matt, raise your hand. I, <laughs> See if you remember this. The first time they showed that video, Matt, of your son getting in the game in Tobler time <laughs> and had the hashtag, after the game was over, I was talking to you, and I said, did you see the video? And you went, what the hell is going on? <laughs> what is this? You're yeah. like, what is this? Like, <laughs> I will never forget. You were like, I'm so confused. Yeah. My son has a video. What is happening? And he played 15 seconds. <laughs> He's th- like, this is I th- amazing. I think, I think I'm the only person on the team that had a walk-up, walk-up video. <laughs> like a walk-up song. <laughs> the only one. But I will tell you, you earned that. You know, I I think a lot of the Bearcat fans, and, you know, Cincinnati's a blue-collar town, so anybody that puts in sweat equity has a good attitude. Cincinnati folks fall in love with those people, and and, and the Bearcat fan base in the city fell in love with you as a player. For sure. I appreciate you saying that. You know, I just just tried to do what I could, you know. Well, let let me ask you, uh, one of the last questions I want to ask you is this. Zach, how has being a Bearcat impacted your life? I mean, it's, it's changed everything. I ended, you know, I obviously got my degree from here and everything. Um, I got, I got a, a job through it all and everything. Um, it's, it's really set me up for success. Uh, you know, playing for Coach Mick Cronin, you know, just – instilled that hard work and dedication and effort and stuff every day so i try to take that with me to every day at work um so i i I couldn't have asked for it to turn out any better than it did yeah absolutely so one of my favorite questions to ask former players is this if you had to go to battle and you could take one teammate with you to go to battle during your Bearcat basketball career, what player would oh, you take man. with you? That you could, I played with? That you played with. Okay. You could take one. There's two guys, and I don't know if I can decide between them. Justin Jackson or Titus Rubles. Oh, Titus Titus Rubles. was a bad dude, and I mean that in the most yeah. the best way possible. He was a bad dude. And he was always ready to go to war, man. Like for anything, for our team and everything. Uh, I'd have to say he's probably – those are 1A and 1B. I don't know if I can decide. That's, that's pretty good. I forgot about Titus Rubles. Oh. I mean, that, that, that dude was a workhorse. Oh, man. He was, he's one of those guys. He was never the most talented guy on the floor. 
But boy, there was no one that would play harder or outwork him. Yeah, for sure. So Zach, I want you to give a prediction on tonight's game. How many points do the Bearcats win by? I do this with every former player. Win by? So do you want you want a, a score or just I, win by? Win by. Win by. So I think Alabama A&M is like Ken Palm, like 300-something. Like, they're not good. Okay. <laughs> Supposedly. I, I haven't watched them play at all. I, uh, 30. 30? 30. So we got 30. Tobler by. So when I had Keith Greger on. How close was Keith? Keith uh, on the Evansville game, Keith said uh, UC would win by five. Oh. You remember that? Way off. I said 15. We ate. Hey, one by Keith, 20. Keith, the great thing is we have it on. Yes, we have it on video and we recorded it. So Keith, Keith was wrong. Deontay Vaughn, though, when I asked him about Georgia, he said the Bearcats would beat Georgia by five. Oh, really? He was spot on. I Nailed said 15, it. and he was right. I guess he's we lucky we missed a couple of those free throws at the end, or else it would have been a little I more. I know. <laughs> I know. So your prediction was 30? I'll say 20, 28. I think they get a cheapo bucket at the end. 28. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna be pretty close. I'm gonna say, uh, I'm gonna go 25. Sam Martin gets in, yeah, and hits a three. To make to make it 20, to make it a 25. To point make win? it a 25 point so up game. Tw up 22 and correct. Okay, and, and that's his okay. birthday bucket. Okay, so it's great, man. Hey, Zach, I really appreciate you uh, coming in, and I I text you and ask you to do this, and you were more than willing excited oh definitely to come thanks in. for having me absolutely and, and, the, and the fans really appreciate you bearcat fans if you guys could give zach tobler a round of applause for coming in and talking bearcat hoops thank y'all if we could give a round of applause for rich and kelly and the staff here at meals give the staff some love tip them well tip them well Make sure you get your pizza and all your drinks. And uh, Bearcat fans, I thank you for coming out before every home game. You're welcome to come. We'll have a former player before every home game. And I want to thank everybody for listening to another episode of the Bearcat Basketball Podcast. Go Bearcats! <laughs>